As we continue our offseason coverage of the LA Kings, we look forward with five questions for the Kings this offseason. We also take a look back at how the five questions for the Kings last season ended up being answered. That on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to give us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. We are also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I am Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting on, out content for 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. This episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Last season, after I took over as host of Locked on LA Kings, uh, one of our first episodes dealt with five questions for the LA Kings going into the 2022-23 season. And we're going to go back and look at how those questions were answered or not in a bit. But we're going to start this episode with five questions for the LA Kings this offseason. Now, a couple of these questions could change as things develop over the next four months as far as questions going into the season. But as far as the offseason, we've got some questions that we need to ask and see how they end up being answered. So let's start off, of course, at number five with... Who will be the Kings' number one goalie? If this question sounds familiar for you OG everydayers, that's because this was the number one biggest question we had going into last season. Uh, It's not number one for this offseason for me because of Phoenix Copley. Now, maybe there are still a few skeptics out there. could certainly understand that. Phoenix Copley did pretty much come out of nowhere to have a career year, save the Kings' season. So that's somewhat understandable but as we said all of this past season while Copley's season was unexpected it wasn't like he set the league on fire he was good solid reliable but he wasn't spectacular now the record was pretty spectacular 24 6 and 3 that winning percentage was third of all goaltenders in the NHL last season that's pretty spectacular but the goals against average the save percentage the numbers that most goaltenders are judged by individually We're just good, 2.64 GAA and a .903 save percentage. Solid, but I think those numbers are uh, something that he can replicate for this coming season. Uh, I would not be shocked at all if he came in as the Kings' number one goalie and put up similar numbers with the same team pretty much playing in front of him. Now, I could also see Phoenix Copley maybe coming into this season with a bit of a chip on his shoulder, Uh, not happy that the Kings didn't give him a shot to show what he could do in the playoff series against Edmonton. And plus, he's looking to get paid again. He is coming on a one-year deal, so he'll be a free agent after this coming season, and he wants to put up good numbers to prove that he should stay in the NHL, that he's at the very least a very capable number two goalie for either the LA Kings or another team beyond this season. But again, as it was going into this season, 
Who the Kings' number one goalie will be is still one of the top five questions for the LA Kings going into this offseason. We still don't know if the Kings are going to be able to bring back Jonas Corposalo. We still don't know if Cal Peterson will finally show the promise that had the Kings sign him to that contract extension and have him show that he can at least be a 1A, 1B type of goaltender at the NHL level. And we don't know if the Kings are going to go out and sign another goalie in free agency this offseason. What we do know is Phoenix Copley is a very nice security blanket for the LA Kings next season. But who the Kings' number one goalie will be is still a top five question. Number four, which, if any, young player will make a big impact next season? Now, most will say this is a pretty easy answer. It's going to be Brant Clark. He had the nine-game audition last year, played a couple of games in the AHL, had another excellent season in juniors, um, and he seems to be ready to make an impact at the NHL level and by all accounts appears to be a special player, both offensively and defensively. Now that is assuming, of course, everything continues to go as expected in rookie camp, training camp, preseason. But with the current logjam on the right side for the Kings defense, maybe Clark does start the season at the AHL before things get sorted out, however that comes to be. Um, And there are some other young players that could make a big impact on the Kings next season. One of them is Arthur Kalia. Now he's going to turn 22 next month and it's hardly a put up or shut up type of season for him. He's still young. He's still young enough that he can have a little more rope to pull on. Uh, But we do need to see more from Artie because of the tools that he has. Now head coach Tom McClellan did say that part of the reason for Kalia not playing later in the year um, wasn't solely based on coaching decision, but was a health issue for Arthur Kalia. So hopefully that's straightened out that he's allowed to show off that exceptional NHL shot that he has. Um, And we know he can be an asset on the power play. He had eight of his 13 goals this past season coming on the man advantage. That was still good enough for third on the team, despite only playing 56 games. A full healthy season for Arthur Kaliev, some significant time on that power play unit. It could be that he is that young impact player that the Kings will have step up and help him out next season. Of course, There is still Quinton Byfield. Now, three goals and 22 points aren't going to excite many people, but he did have a lot of valuable experience playing on the Kings' top line for a significant amount of his 53 games this season. He'll be 21 in August. That's just six months older than Brant Clark, by the way. Can Byfield finally start to put up numbers, not just intangibles, but numbers at the NHL level? And where is he going to play? Because, of course, we all thought he was a center, but he did play time on that top line at the wing position. Where will he play, and can he put up the numbers? If the question is answered that Quentin Byfield can start to put up some numbers, maybe he's that young player that steps forward and helps the Kings out next season. The number three question, which, if any, of the two Kings trade deadline pickups will be back Next season, defenseman Vladislav Gavrikov and goaltender Jonas Corposalo each had positive impacts with the LA Kings last season in their brief time with the team when they were acquired prior to the trade deadline. Both fit in well, both seem to enjoy their time in LA, and both are going to be looking to get paid. While the Kings would like to have Corposalo back after a 7-3-1 regular season record, 2.13 goals against average, and a 9-21 save percentage, He's looked at, in my eyes, as more of a luxury than a priority. Gavrikov, on the other hand, 
is the preferred player to have the Kings re-sign. Unfortunately, he's likely also going to be more in demand than Jonas Corposalo. Gabrikov, very solid playing on that second pairing for the LA Kings, along with Matt Roy, filling that obvious hole they had with the light, le- left-shot defenseman uh, on that left side. Uh, very reliable defensively. That's his calling card. But I thought a little bit better than expected offensively as well. He's certainly not a liability offensively. He's uh, a guy who has a decent shot, uh, puck mover, uh, can pass the puck a little bit better than I thought, and not afraid to uh, afraid to crash the net on occasion as well. Uh, he's a good decision maker, and that's definitely key for having a good uh, defenseman. Um, now, as much as the Kings would love to have him back, and as much as it appears that Gabrikov enjoyed his time with LA, not just the team, but the city as well, it is unlikely the Kings will have the money to give Gabrikov what other teams are going to be willing to offer him. I would say when it comes to Gabrikov and Corpusalo, expect the worst, hope for the best. I would not be shocked if neither of them are back next season, but we'll see. That is obviously one of the big questions this offseason. Can one of those players, both of those players, none of those players, will they come back for the Kings next season? Number two, how will the Kings fix their penalty kill? Uh, It was a story for most of this past season and was put in the spotlight when Kings GM Rob Blake specifically called out the team's penalty kill after a closed-door meeting with the team in late November. The Kings would improve slightly on the penalty kill over the course of the season, um, but it still finished ranked 24th in the NHL out of 32 teams. Uh, That's obviously not good enough. Now, we know the Kings can make some big improvements in the offseason with their special teams because of what they did on the power play this past season, but... That big improvement came with the addition of a new coach, Jim Hiller, to run that power play. That's apparently not going to be the case this season. Assistant coach Trent Yanni will have the spotlight on him as he is the man who runs the Kings penalty kill. And although it is likely going to be a, a an entire team effort, so to speak, to get that penalty kill back on track, uh, it's going to be a priority. And as Todd McCollum said, it is the Kings' big summer project this offseason That's uh, our number two question for the Kings. How will they improve that penalty kill going into next season? And the number one question that I have for the Kings going into this offseason is, will they make a trade before the season starts? Now, with the Kings not having much flexibility with the salary cap, uh, one way that GM Rob Blake could improve the team in areas of need is by moving some players in positions of strength. Now, while defenseman Sean Dersey seems like the most likely candidate due to the Kings' depth on the right side, his age, his offensive ability, he's not the only potential trade piece, but he could be the number one. Uh, veteran forward Alex Ifalo could be a player that's attractive to other teams. Uh, maybe even Arthur Kaliev, who we talked about already because of his exceptional shot, because of his power play abilities, plus his age and his upside, that could make him uh, a coveted piece for other teams. Uh, young and talented defenseman Jordan Spence could also be in play because of the addition of Brant Clark. And again, because he is a young offensive defenseman playing on the right side, that makes him an attractive piece as well. And there's always Cal Peterson. The Kings could look to trade him uh, and his salary, obviously, uh, to get uh, you know uh, that salary off the books to help him out. Uh, It is certainly possible. There are teams out there. The Arizona Coyotes are one team that always seems to come to mind. They're always way below the salary cap. They're not afraid to take on salary and take on a contract of a player who they're not really planning to use. Maybe 
they could, you know, make him a reclamation project, but they're looking to get something in return for helping a team solve a problem they have. So to get Cal Peterson's contract off the Kings books uh, and try and clear up their situation in net a little bit, uh, they would trade him to another team. And that team would also in return, get some sort of an asset from the LA Kings, uh, a fourth round pick or something like that in return uh, to make it worth the trouble uh, for that team to take on the contract. So those to me are the five biggest questions for the LA Kings going into this off season. Again, number five, uh, was, um, who will be the Kings number one goalie number four, which young player can help the Kings have a big impact for next season. Number three, uh, which of the two, if any of the trade deadline acquisitions, will the Kings be able to bring back next season? Number two, how are the Kings going to fix that penalty kill? And number one, will the Kings make a trade this off season? So those are the questions that we have for the Kings. Uh, what were the questions we had for the Kings this past season? And how did those questions get answered? We're going to take a quick look back in a second. But first, I want to let you know today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy, easy way to buy tickets for all your sports music, comedy, and theaters near you. With the GameTime app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest price guaranteed with event cancellation protection. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and the GameTime guarantee means that you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps on your phone, and you're done. You never have to dig through your emails to look for your tickets. They send them right to your phone. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL to get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So before last season, um, when I took over the show, I did have five questions for the LA Kings going into the season. thought it might be fun to look back real quick and see how those questions were or were not answered. Uh, the number five question I had going into last season was, would Kevin Fiala be the impact player that the Kings hoped he would be as their big offseason acquisition? And for you everydayers, you know we talked about Kevin Fiala this past Thursday uh, in one of our shows. Uh, Fiala, while not equaling his numbers from his career year the previous season in Minnesota, still had a very solid year, 23 goals, 72 points. He was, in fact, an impact player for the LA Kings. He would have led the team in scoring had he not gotten hurt late in the season. So no question the answer, would Kevin Fiala be an impact player for the Kings in his first year? The answer was definitely yes. He helped absolutely helped the Kings be better offensively, helped them better five-on-five, five, helped them better on the power play as well. The number four question I had going into last season was which players who had career years could replicate those seasons, at least have similar numbers, if not better numbers. And the answer was most of those players did, in fact, at least equal those numbers. Adrian Kempe, Philip Deneau, Kevin Fiala all had big years highlighted by, of course, Adrian Kempe. Uh, he had a career high 35 goals and 54 points going into last season. He topped both those numbers with 41 goals and 67 points. We mentioned on Monday's show, Philip Deneau set a new career high this past season with 54 points. And we just mentioned Kevin Fiala had another solid season. The one exception was Trevor Moore, who had a career year the previous year, but he was affected by injury. 59 games this past season. He had 10 goals and 29 points. That was down from 17 goals and 48 points 
the previous year. But as far as the Kings players who put up some career numbers, could they equal or exceed those numbers? The answer for the most part was yes. Uh, the number three question I had for the Kings going into the season was, how much of an impact would, it, would assistant coach Jim Hiller have on the Kings power play? And we've already talked about it. It was huge. Uh, it did take a little bit of time as to be expected, but the power play went from a liability to a strength for the LA Kings this past season. Thanks in large part to Jim Hiller, the Kings previous season, they were 27 out of 32 teams with the man advantage. They were operating at 16.1% under Jim Hiller. The Kings went from 29th to fourth at 25.3%. There is no question that Jim Hiller had a huge impact with the Kings. If there was an assistant coach of the year award in the NHL, Jim Hiller would definitely be a candidate for that, for the job that he did with the Kings power play this past season. Um, that was awesome. Uh, hopefully we can see some improvements with the penalty kill like we did with the power play this past season. The number two question I had going into the season was which young players would step up. We have that same question again this season. And we wondered if it would be Quentin Byfield or Arthur Kaliev, maybe even Brant Clark. Uh, turned out to be a player that's a little bit older than those guys, but Gabe Velarde was the breakout player for the LA Kings this season, other than Phoenix Copley. Um, and we're going to talk more about Gabe Velarde later this week, but the 23-year-old finally showed the skill and consistency that made the Kings draft him in the first round, 11th overall back in 2017, just when some, like me, were about ready to give up on him. Uh, he had a career year, 23 goals and 41 points. That was 13 goals and 18 points better than his previous career best numbers. Now, even with that, Velarde still has yet to play a full NHL season. Last year, he played in a career-high 63 games, uh, but still obviously not 82 yet. Um, that would obviously help him put up his, some even better numbers if he could play a full season. Um, but he did help the Kings improve offensively as well. He was a part of the power play as well that helped that to improve as well. So uh, we're going to have more on Gabe Velarde coming up on Thursday's show. But uh, the number two question was, which young player would step up, maybe have a breakout year? The answer was Gabe Velarde. And the number one question we had going into the season is one of those questions we have going into this offseason. Who would be the Kings' number one goalie? Now, we thought, understandably so, it would be between Jonathan Quick or Cal Peterson. Amazing that the Kings had the second most wins in franchise history, the second most points in franchise history. Without that question really being answered by either of those guys, we talked about Phoenix Copley and what he did, uh, and who would have thought that the Kings would be in the playoffs and neither Jonathan Quick or Cal Peterson would be on their NHL roster. Uh, that was certainly a big surprise, but the question still remains, who will be the Kings' number one goalie? That was the big question going into last season. It's still a pretty big question for the Kings this offseason. We have an update on LA Kings players at the World Championships, but first, want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, uh, is uh, what you're watching right now, but want to invite you to check out something else after you watch this show, and that would be Locked on NHL. Uh, as we know, the uh, playoffs are still going on. Did you see the Florida Panthers have moved one win away from advancing to the Stanley Cup final, they had a one nothing win over the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Hurricanes uh, have lost three one-goal games, so they're still in the series as far as how they're competing, but down 3 nothing, uh, We know it can happen as LA Kings fans, but it's going to be a tall order for the Kings to rally. It looks like the Cardiac Cats, the final team in the playoffs, are going to advance to the Stanley Cup final. Who will they face? Well, the Vegas Golden Knights, 
are trying to go up three games to nothing, like the Panthers. They're taking on the uh, Dallas Stars tonight, holding a 2-0 series advantage. Keep up to date on all the Stanley Cup playoff action again with Locked On NHL, your daily show on all things going on in the NHL. It is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That's Locked On NHL, wherever you get your podcasts. We have a world championship update as the preliminary round has concluded and is now on to the medal round. And for the five players from the LA Kings organization that have been taking part in this event are moving on to the next round. We'll start with the one that isn't, and that is Kings prospect and Ontario Reign forward Martin Kromiak. Now, it may not have mattered for Kromiak, who we believe has suffered some sort of an injury, but his Slovakian team did not qualify for the medal round. Uh, he missed his second straight game after playing just 33 seconds last Friday. Um, no official word again on if he is in fact injured or what the health issue is, but it, it again, it, it, it's just remains uh, to be, you know, logical that he started a game, only played 33 seconds, something happened, and then he didn't play the next two games when he had played all the previous games. So I'm speculating that there's some sort of an injury. Hopefully it's not serious. There's no update on that, but no more hockey for Martin Kromiak in the world championships uh, because his team has been eliminated. As for Kings forward Carl Grundstrom, he and Team Sweden are moving on into the quarterfinals despite a 4-3 overtime loss to the U.S. earlier today. Grundstrom did not have a point in that loss, but it appears that the Sweden will be facing Latvia in the quarterfinals, which will start on Thursday. Speaking of Latvia, they scored a huge 4-3 upset over Switzerland and King star Kevin Fiala earlier in the day. Although Fiala did get his first goal of the tournament and had an assist as well. Uh, but Switzerland loses 4-3 to Latvia. Now it helped that Latvia is playing in their home country. They had a big crowd on hand, both inside and outside the arena, uh, to help them push them across the line for this big win, which they needed to advance. That win for Latvia knocked Slovakia out of the medal round. Uh, it'll be Switzerland against Germany in the quarterfinals. Uh, so Kevin Fiala is still playing and hopefully fingers crossed will still be healthy as he has at least one more game to play at the world championships. And last but not least, the U S finished the qualifying round, a perfect seven and zero with that four, three overtime win over Sweden. By the way, the U S has not won this world uh, championship since 1933. So a little bit of a surprise. The USA is uh, right now, uh, undefeated in the event and uh, looking to see if they can capture their first goal since 1933. Uh, Ontario Reign captain TJ Tynan continues his outstanding tournament. He had two more assists in that win over Sweden, giving him 10 total points in seven games so far. He's tied for second in the entire tournament in scoring. He's a plus nine as well for the U.S. So he's had a great world championship for uh, for the United States. As expected, Kings and Reign goalie Cal Peterson did not play in the game against Sweden as he continues to be the number two goalie for the United States. Don't expect to see Cal play in any of the medal round games unless there's an injury or something happens as far as just a collapse by Casey DeSmith of the Pittsburgh Penguins, who is the number one goalie for Team USA. So the U.S. is going to take on Czechia on Thursday in a quarterfinal game. Canada will face Finland in the other quarterfinal matchup. All these quarterfinal games going on on Thursday. Uh, the winners will square off in the semifinals on Saturday, and then the finals are on Sunday. All these games are being broadcast on the NHL Network if you're interested, although most of the start times are very early in the morning Los Angeles time. 
Uh, I was able to catch some of the replay of that Switzerland-Latvia game. Uh, and Kevin Fiala did look very good. Looked like he was moving great, skating well. Um, so it doesn't look like he's showing any effects of that injury that caused him to miss the end of the regular season and the start of the playoffs. Let's hope that stays that way. Um, and I have been kind of poo-pooing this event a little bit. Um, and I've mentioned that, you know, most of the big NHL stars don't go and compete in this event. Kevin Fiala, one of the bigger stars over there right now competing in this event. But I will say it certainly appears that this is a much bigger event overseas than it is for us, and partly because the Stanley Cup playoffs are still going on. Um, but uh, I was impressed by, now again, the game was in Latvia. Latvia was playing against Switzerland, so there was a full house. They were going crazy, and Latvia had to win that game to advance. So there was a lot on the line, but I was impressed with the atmosphere, with the excitement of the fans, with the attendance. There was a huge crowd outside the arena as well. If you watch some of the playoff games in the U.S., you've seen some of the, the fans outside in like Edmonton and in Toronto and places like that. So they have that going on. So it is, it is an important event for a lot of uh, overseas hockey fans, not quite as big here in the States or North or North America, but it has been fun for me to kind of keep track of this event. And uh, I, I might try to check out uh, some of those quarterfinal games on Thursday and then the semifinals for sure uh, on Saturday, you got the DVR you could do to use it to record as well. So we'll see. If uh, if Kevin Fiala, T.J. Tynan, Carl Grundstrom, if any of those guys make it into the uh, the medal uh, competitions, there. Uh, okay, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch every day, want to let you know what's going on as we set the stage for the rest of the week. Uh, coming up on Wednesday, we're going to be joined by a special guest, longtime LA sports reporter and author Ted Sobel, is going to stop by to talk about his many years covering the L.A. Kings. Uh, he's also part of the National Hockey League's uh, Stanley Cup playoff broadcasts on radio, along with Jim Fox as well. We'll talk to him about that. Uh, coming up on Thursday, as I mentioned, we're going to look at this past season and what lies ahead for LA Kings forward Gabe Velarde. And of course, on Friday, it is our weekly LA Kings fan feedback show. Again, I uh, would love for you to get those questions in as soon as possible. Keep the feedback shows going strong during the offseason. Really helps out a lot. Uh, if you want to send an email, Locked on Eddie at gmail.com is the address E D D I E. Of course, you can always post a comment in the YouTube episodes as well. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, what do you think are the King's biggest questions this off season? Do you agree or disagree with anything that I mentioned again, fan feedback show on Friday, get those emails in and leave your comments on YouTube as well. We'd love for you to stay interactive with us uh, on Twitter and Instagram. We are at locked on LA Kings in both of those platforms. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you, as always, for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. And as always, go Kings go.